Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to another episode of the Visual Div. I'm Matt Evans, and I'm here with my co-host, Aline. How you doing, Aline? Good. I'm still here. I haven't been blown away. <laughs> Pretty mental night last night. I don't know what it was like up in Dublin, but it was absolutely insane where I live. Like, there was... So, context. Um... A storm named Isha just came hit Ireland last night. They called it a category red storm. It wasn't category red where I was. It was like orange, but like a mile off the coast. It was technically a category red and I'm a mile from the coast. So <laughs> it was absolutely insane. Um, yeah, just winds that I've, I don't, I maybe I've experienced them before, but I'm experiencing them more and more frequently in the last couple of years. But that was just a mental night. We lost power around eight o'clock. Came back. I was back on this morning. Um, But yeah, just batting down the hatches, kept kept the dog in. Woke up this morning to a quarter of my shed roof ripped off. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was pretty battered already. Like it was kind of loose. It was, it was, it was, you know, there has been a few storms come through and it kind of was, take, it, it took its toll on it. But yeah, this morning it was just like hanging off the side. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we, we heard it. It was, it was loud and the door, um, the door to the shed of next door got ripped off. It was on its last legs anyway, but it got ripped off and nearly hit a car on the driveway, which was, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was not much. We just, we could feel it. But I remember, was it two years ago, we were in Doolin. Must have been yeah, two years ago. Yeah, which is just down the road from where I am. Yeah. And we'd had this, this was summertime. And we'd had this glorious, like, we'd been at the Kerry camping. We were camping. And we thought, oh, we'll end up in Doolin. We'll have a couple of days there. And, you know, Doolin's a nice little village with a few fish and chip shops. And stayed in the caravan site there. And, man, when the... When the wind comes in there, it just picks everything up and mm. does doesn't care. And like no. that, that was a that was a summertime storm. Like you and were dealing with that yeah. compared to these winter ones. Like <laughs> they are, yeah, they <laughs> are. They're tame for you guys, you know. But gee, like when we're here, we're like we're all cozied up. We're going. How is the building still standing? And then you're thinking, how are they doing this over on the west coast? Because you know we've got land to kind of tame us. You just get whack straight from the Atlantic. It's just been building for days on end, and it oh, the man. first people it hits are you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, like I'm. My house is like maybe eighty, ninety meters above sea level, but it's there's nothing in between us. It's just a hill going down to the sea. <laughs> so yeah, when especially those southwesterlies come in, it just it almost generates more speed as it's going up that hill and hitting us. Um, I can just, um, I'm just envisaging um, you doing like a point break, you know, where you kind of like, you look out the window and you turn, you turn to Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. Off he goes. (laughs) It is pretty brutal. Like you're just, honestly, like there's times there was, there was like yesterday, I wouldn't have brought Maven outside. Like it was that fucking bad. (laughs) Just like, uh, and the dog goes outside, he takes a step and he actually has to like readjust because he's blown like a meter away. <laughs> but it is, it's proper, like just, uh, when, when it's times like that, you're, you're, you really are just, you're going all beatnik, you know, and you're, you're going out there and like hammering shit in and putting rocks on top of stuff and making sure that everything is tied down because it is, it's pretty wild. Yeah, there was a couple well, of trees that we planted in the last year or so that had got snapped and stuff. <laughs> expensive job, those new trees, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Those <laughs> um, young trees. But anyway, talk, talking about storms, while you were battering... Nice segue. I, like I know, great segue. You're getting I good at ca- this. I just came up with that as, as we were talking. Um, yeah, there was... Uh, as you were getting hit by uh, gale force winds, there was a little... A bit of a storm online. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I'd like everybody to recognize how good that segue was. 
Um, yeah, so I have no idea what you're talking about because, I don't know, I kind of got the shits with with work and social media on Friday and I turned, I deleted Twitter and, as you know, I was kind of, I took, silenced all my notifications on, on, on WhatsApp and then because there was rugby on on Sunday or whatever day it was, I turned Twitter back on just to see what the crack is. So I, I've... I've just, I actually don't really know what's going on. I just kind of half saw it and, and, and left. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's, let's dive into it then. So on, uh, I think it was Saturday. Oh, I can't remember if it's Saturday or Friday. Let's find out now on, uh, it doesn't even have dates on these Twitters on, uh, on the 20th. So Sam Harrison, who is, um, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty well known in the Webflow community. Um, Sam does, I think he's got a, a course um he's he's very i think personally he's, he's got a very balanced view he talks about wordpress talks about webflow anyway sam um obviously got exposed to some sort of beta test that webflow were running and this is around the webflow experts uh, area of the site and sam shared what he saw and what he saw wasn't that great if i'm honest um so if I scroll down here now, this is this is a screenshot of something now that um, we'll go on to what happened afterwards. But the idea was that... That looks like Fiverr. <laughs> You're not far wrong. You're not far wrong. So this, so what we're looking at here, guys, if you're listening, is um, Sam Harrison shared a screenshot of a, um, a test or beta test at Webflow Running. And the screenshot includes what looks like uh, an ability for Webflow experts to put together a package and sell this package to, um, to I guess, prospective clients through the Webflow experts platform. Um, and just to, just to help give context, so the, um, you, you'll be able to find it on Twitter. We'll put it in the show notes. But the idea is that you can put together a package, you can put a price against that package, and then you can um put little attributes so for example this one that that sam shared it was a premium package for 99 dollars, and it had the delivery time of seven days unlimited revisions five pages um, it specifies that the client provides the design um the package includes the creation and upload of content responsive includes cms includes complex custom code and complex animations for example um so sam essentially put it on there um and he made a few comments like putting pricing um, might encourage a race at the bottom um it looks a little bit like fiverr or he's he was worried that that webflow experts is going to turn into fiverr which is interesting given your initial comment there Aline. um and yeah he kick-started it is mental he kick-started what what, what? A, i'm i'm it's, it's the first time i've seen like I just saw like a bit of back and forth and like, what the, so this is a $99 premium package, turnaround time in seven days, unlimited revisions, five pages, and basically everything that comes with a premium high level Webflow website. So, so just to, That's... just to not, not make it misleading. Cause I've obviously I've been involved in, I've, I commented on the thread myself and lots of people did and put some really valuable comment on there. And Emily from Webflow, um, who runs the community team over there? She came in and tried to almost set the record straight a little bit on what this was. Um, but in essence, the the Webflow expert can set the price. So if I was putting a package together, I could say my premium price is nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and that gets five pages and you know complex custom code and complex animations. Um, but the concern, I think, generally. Um, in the in the community especially from from the old twitter thing was what it felt like it was it was trying to package things up in a in a way that i don't i don't know made it easy for clients or prospective clients to buy something off you but what it what it did it, it missed the context of what it is to be a webflow developer and a webflow designer and all that kind of all that skill set that comes into it you can't encapsulate in in just a, a pricing table, you know, I know we've we've been over the unlimited subscriptions before, and and all the the pros and cons of it. Um, but generally, they have a really tight 
you know tight scope in terms of um in well, terms that, that's of that's kind you, of where yeah. it's you know because this is not a tight scope <laughs> whatever this example is not a tight scope um this is this is weird this is really strange this is really i don't get the benefit of it i i get the benefit for for webflow and they're like if they're targeting like lower end entry points so that they can get more hosting packages yeah fine but that's that's pretty rough to be fair that's really yeah. rough so so i think just to be fair to, to you know sam obviously only had a, a certain amount of um certain amount of space to talk about the context here um and it was clarified later on um that you can set your own price you can set your own constraints you know you don't have to have a delivery time of seven days and pages but what i think the general vibe was was it was trying to boil down um offerings of a, of a webflow expert down into these numbers which we all know is it's kind of where the, where some of the some people have gone with this sort of unlimited subscription type of vibe where you're putting a price and trying to market yourself in a way that you know puts your head above all the other experts in the room um but what it what it doesn't do is um it's not really allowing the talent of and the skill sets of the experts to to shine through in a way that allows a prospect to compare like for like because at the end of the day it becomes a pricing a pricing war you know and and I think it was mentioned further down in one of the threads. You know, this this thread is what I've got how many? 102 likes, 57 bookmarks, 50 comments. You know, it's pretty well engaged um over the last couple of days. Um but it, it doesn't it doesn't it hasn't left a good taste in anyone's mouth. Now, a development here is that, that Emily has been involved here and she she came on over the weekend, fair play, um, and dived in and tried to sort of rain it rain it back a little bit and get everyone to calm down a, a little bit and um she, you know she, obviously she was on a bit of a pr pr crusade because this is pretty damaging um has been pretty damaging in the eyes of a lot of webflow developers um but i think we understand that this beta test has been scrapped it's been withdrawn and a lot of the feedback that has come through twitter it's this this threads particularly a lot of the feedback is being listened to now and they will you know kind of regroup and reassess what's going on so yeah, yeah but it's uh, mad, like, it is mad know, yeah it is mad because this okay so first of all i'm gonna just straight off the back i'm in favor of packages like productized kind of you know, starter packages. I'm, like, I think it's a really, for me, it's an easy way to calculate a project and get um, get quotes out quickly. Like if you've got a way of of putting together something fairly, fairly simply. And I've done, yeah, like bundles, I suppose, or productized packages or whatever you want to call them. Similar to kind of, like I've, I've done that and I in the past. Um. This, this is this is weird because this is kind of like just if you think about the 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 enterprise stuff that I I, I got frustrated with that they're providing, you know, basic they're providing like enhanced capabilities and developer capabilities to enterprise level developers who are not there based off not always are there based off of skill set but sometimes enterprise agencies are just leg they're not legacy they're they're other types of agencies that happened to now you know sell webflow service services so like to become an enterprise level developer it's about who you're working for or the client that you've got it's not about your skill set which i think is quite unfair and then this now looks like a fiverr package so it's like they're splitting the whole skill set to as cheap as chips fiverr style or absolute you know 80 to 100 grand minimum entry projects that are for big agencies and that that's mental because it's like it, it 
I don't know, what would you call that? The squeezed developer in the middle or the squeezed designer in the middle? Because like, I haven't seen um, as much thought from Webflow going into the mid-range freelancer agency. You know, there's a lot of really cool benefits for enterprise. That I don't know, man, that's left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I'm. this is a pretty raw reaction, but that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> You know, no, like I, I think, I think you, you, you know, you, you're encapsulating what a lot of people felt. You know, um, I think to, to, if we wind back a little bit, obviously there's been a little bit of a murmuring around, around the place, probably for the last, I would say, if, even before the Webflow Conf, is Webflow experts has been, has been dying a slow death. You know, it used to be this sort of, you know, you want to be certified and you want to get onto the program because you get these leads coming through and then a few people did a few polls and you know anecdotal you know q a's there aren't any leads coming through some people are getting leads some people aren't getting leads but the general vibe was it wasn't really working for people and you can kind of understand why because if you go on webflow experts there's no real way to to sort of choose between different experts it's basically a catalog of people and you know it doesn't allow you there's no review systems or anything like that which means that it's no it's not like it's not it's not really a marketplace in the in the traditional sense of you know if you go on to damn if you go on to amazon if you go on to all the you know the all the the retail stuff marketplaces have reviews and testimonials like if you go on to contra even and i know contra is not great for webflow but the idea is that they're trying to foster this sort of feedback loop where the, the the really good people get rewarded and get the leads and but the people looking for those people are able to see oh here's a five star rated um freelancer or professional oh and here's not a not so five star rated or a three star yeah, I, and I don't, I don't hang I don't think that that's what the webflow experts should be the webflow experts should be curated experts verified by webflow they shouldn't have to be like subject to you know four or five star reviews or a pissed off client giving you a one star review like there's other infrastructure out there for that like the whole point of it like the shopify expert system is incredibly hard to get into now you can't get into it they they filled it and then they gap they closed it and that's a really convoluted difficult thing to get into because shopify are like well these experts are handpicked curated by us we don't we're not we're not letting anybody in here and like that in itself should be the benchmark not it's the fact that webflow has set standards and then these developers have passed those standards now you're going to get a really high quality uh, result as as a as a client and you can't get a high quality results and a cheap price you you can get one or the other you can get cheap work well, let's let's address that first because I think go, like touching on your point about enterprise is that um, the the perception maybe, um, and I I can't really speak that much about this because I, I don't actually know the ins and outs of how you get onto the web the enterprise um, from the enter- from the their information is you need five staff, um, of which I believe all have to be experts. And you've had, and you have to have one enterprise level client. Okay, so, so it, yeah, so that, I don't that know kind how of, you do that. yeah, I don't know how so you that, do that. And again, that doesn't, that has no reference to skill set, as you as you said. No, like that, I can go out and hire five people, train them up, get them to go, you know, focus on getting them to pass the enter the experts. Um, I actually was contacted by agencies in the past. Hey, can you help us get through this? We want to become a Webflow expert. And I was like, you're just, you're, you're nothing. You're just seeing an, an opportunity and you're, you're high. They, they were trying to, they, the offer was that I would te- get them to become Webflow experts. And I was like, okay. So this but is, what, so this is interesting. This is really interesting because that suggests that there's a, like you're saying, there's a there's a there's a hole in the system, and you can gamify it a little bit. You you can you can play the game and get through, and off you go, and the riches are the other side. Now, the Webflow experts 
the thing you had to do was you had to pass these certificates and then you had to apply and then certain times during the year they let in a, a group of people you know a group of professionals but the fact is as you as you've like alluded to there it's actually not too hard to pass those tests if you want to go ahead and pass them i've tried them a few times well two or three years ago and i got close to passing them i i failed on a couple of things because i i spent five minutes doing them i clicked the button i thought oh, i'll do this click the button went through it but if you did it three or four times you'll get through it no no problem but what it means is the standard of webflow experts isn't vetted at all as you're as you're alluding to so the only way that webflow experts as is going to work is if webflow vet the experts and if they do that they need to really put a bit more effort into and maybe it's not in their interest to do this i don't know put a bit more effort into vetting or putting in um tests or criteria that allow them to vet skill sets rather than say for example with the enterprise number of people or the type of client you have you know there there are so there are so many people out there who probably are super skilled who could use webflow and really deliver amazing experiences for their client yet they are not webflow experts and then there are people who have opened webflow two weeks ago and have just revised and passed these tests and now are webflow experts well, so like we can't we can't really we can't really say like it's but that's that is a potential i don't know if that case no, that, is what that's I'm a potential but i yeah, guess like, what so just what to we're clarify is, like i don't yeah. know of anybody that has done that but i do know of um i do know of a there was a there's definitely been a few webflow companies that have been acquired like webflow freelancers or web that sold their business to bigger agencies to have you know the webflow expert status and then the individual who was the expert has moved on so it's just like they've bought they've bought, bought the badge status they bought the badge yeah it's whatever that's that's fucking market forces or whatever but i suppose yeah, i think i think that isn't guaranteeing the standard no and i think i think there's two ways say say we were to say okay what what would be the what would be the the best model for webflow experts and i like you you did say it's the middle the middle ground like let's forget about enterprise for a minute different kettle of fish let's talk about yourself myself um quite a lot of the community members out there who are who are part of maybe one two three person studios um and are just kind of leaning into what webflow allows you to do which is build awesome stuff really quickly where you are like i i can build a 50 a 50 page website in the same way that maybe five years ago only agencies with 10 staff were ever getting on that sort of pitch for that for that kind of business because webflow enables you to do that so mm. what would be what would be the best way to i don't know um separate the the professionals webflow experts from the just doing it because they can pass a few exams kind of people because there's we know that it's not just i know how the ui works or i know all the ins and outs of webflow it's it's all about what goes on behind that like how do you do design properly how do you do handovers properly how do you do follow-ups q a's seo like there's a world of expertise there that cannot ever be encompassed by one taking multiple choice certificate exams online you can do every time of the day and but two can never really be like packaged up in a in a package at least in my opinion it, it you can't you can't commoditize a lot of the expertise that floats around there that and, we, and what we're talking about here is giving clients the ability to put their energy in the right place when they're trying to select a partner because at the end of the day clients are going out there and i've had it before i've had clients if i the way that i've been selected is because i've put the love and attention into the response for the pitch i've sent them a loom i've sent them some ideas i've sent them a pitch that that kind of listens to what their brief is and they they can hear me they can see me they can like they can see my work they can see how i go about approaching things in a 5 minute loom that would set me aside from seeing a package that says 
you know a package that says five grand versus four grand and mine says four five grand for four pages and someone else says four grand for five pages it's like well the client doesn't doesn't give them anything to go on there all it is is a pricing and it's like that's not helping the client it's not helping us it's just a recipe for for disaster <laughs> well, that, that's kind of why i was like that jesus that, that and it did it looked exactly like fiverr to be fair that tree package setup but so what in my opinion what webflow should do is web so like i i keep saying i get design envy when i work with a designer i'm just like this is so fucking cool what these guys are able to come up with and there's so many amazing designs out there in Webflow. And there's, but there's, there's less, if you compare the amount of amazing design work out there, comparing to the amount of really, really good um, CSS and HTML work out there, the design work is way outweighing the quality of HTML and CSS development in Webflow. Um, how many times have you been given a project where you're just like, I'm not touching this unless we start again because the the class system that they've used is just like automated webflow classes on repeat. Like they, it's just there. So if if I was to if if the webflow experts team were talking to me, I'd be like, we need to focus on HTML and CSS because yeah, like webflow can be seen as a drag and drop builder, and there's tools out there that is making it way. Uh, easier to to use Webflow, which I I love. I think it's great. The more people on board, the better. But the standard of HTML and CSS has to be high, and it has to be high because there's traditional developers out there that are looking at Webflow developers, traditional front end developers, and just like this is this is this is a bullshit tool. This is a toy. Is and whereas I don't think so. I think this is a really uh, what did WebBay call it? He called it um a HTML and CSS UI interface, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but he's, he's right. It's this ability to create HTML and CSS visually. And like you can export it, you can bring stuff into it, but it's it's this new way of writing HTML and CSS. And if that standard is low, then what what is the point? What is the point in Webflow if, if that standard is low? So that that's what I would suggest is that ensuring that, first of all, that people understand basic CSS and HTML and semantic HTML, for one, like, um, and then maybe verifying that they have a particular skill set in a particular um, framework. I don't know, or maybe web Webflow should create their own fucking framework instead of having third parties create frameworks. Um, and then, like, ensuring that people know about the hidden CSS. Like you can't learn where unless you inspect Webflow yourself. Where can you learn about the hidden CSS? And like when people are talking about, they're probably listening to me going, "What the fuck is the hidden CSS?" Inspect a Webflow element, and there is a class called W something. The the quintessential one is W container. That is the reason why there is is a nine nine two pixels embedded into a container with auto left and auto right. You have and if if you put class of container on that and you modify it, but then put class of container on another div, it's not going to react the same unless you have overridden the auto left and right. It's such a simple example. And the amount of times that I've seen someone get get a project that someone has obviously built on like a very small laptop screen, and then you're looking at it and something is completely aligned to the left of screen on, on 250 plus or 1250 plus pixels, because they didn't understand that a container has to has auto left and right. Um, and like I'm going for very particular examples here, but that is the type of stuff that that traditional code, front end coders will just be like, these guys are they're not up to the races. Um and like with the direction that a lot of webflow is going, like the stuff that the guys in Wiz are doing, like it's like they're building React standard apps. <laughs> like it's insane what they're able to do. And the way, you know, member stack is going and Outseta is going, it's like this this functionality of no code or low code has been brought to 
a completely new level, a level probably that Webflow didn't expect. But that's the direction we're going. And it's not that it's, the ship has sailed. We're already there. It's not even going that direction. We're that direction. There are SaaS products. Didn't Reloom start as a, as a member stack SaaS? And now it's got like, what, 150,000 users? <laughs> like, that's insane. And like, if you don't have the standard of HTML and CSS as like the top 1%, I'd, it's it's like it's a car crash waiting to happen in my opinion um well, so I think that, that, that would yeah. be my take no no i i think you okay you have to you have to say okay the the front-end developer world is like it's so rich with opinion expertise you know people pushing the envelope every day you know i listen to quite a few front-end podcasts and you know some of the stuff they're doing and they're bringing in, you know, the, all the new spec that comes in. They talk about it and debate it. And, like, the level of – is so high. Now, they're doing a lot of the bleeding edge stuff that then feeds back into into the Webflow world and allows us to do what we do. Webflow has come to the party and said, look, hey, we're not going to live in that world per se. We're going to live in a bit more of a uh, a world that's nearer the designer interactions. But what's happened is – and it, and it's a hard yeah it's a, maybe they didn't expect it but the hard balance is when they're talking about development they still have to respect the rules of the rules of the game and come to the party with with the standards and what webflow experts does at the moment unfortunately is put one badge on one thing that doesn't allow anyone to you know it's like it's like i don't know i i guess we had it in the uk like back in the day there would be one person from a family would go to university and everyone would rally behind that person. And because they, they, their, their mindset and their academic ability would be such that they were the person to go to university and 10% of families went to university. Wind on to my generation. And it was almost, if you didn't go to university, you were seen as a bit of a failure. But the problem is, is roll on, you know, 10 years from that. And if you haven't got a degree, you're seen as useless and unemployable. So everyone has to have a degree now. And now no one is, it's, it's like wallpaper. Whereas before it's like, you have a degree, you are academic. If you don't, you're not. And you, you go into different roles. It's the same with Webflow experts now. It's like, if everyone is a Webflow expert, no one is a Webflow expert. Because yeah. everyone's, and they have to start putting in these standards as you like, whether it's on this HTML, CSS, which is that little bit more technical, they need to start putting in those standards so clients can feel more comfortable with making a, an informed choice. At the moment, they don't, they're not able to make an informed choice. And obviously, this is a beta test that they've rolled out here and it's been withdrawn. And I think they've probably realized that they got it very wrong. But it got beaten. It got beaten down by the, by the crowd. <laughs> Um, the, mob. <laughs> the mob yeah the mob came out at the weekend <laughs> lucky it didn't break on a monday you know lucky sam sam shared it at the weekend because it, it would have gone it would have spread like wildfire even more so um but the thing is it hopefully they, they take this away and go guys we need to talk to the people who are building these things and running a living off these things you know there's a, a numerous amount of courses coming out in the next couple of days about how to be a freelancer and how to be a good designer and how to use spline like there's so much knowledge sharing out there to level up everyone's game that webflow needs to start maybe listening and going how can we help people shine in their various aspects of the skills that they have and and not give everyone this label of you're a webflow expert and then give them a tool that says you're defined by the package that you offer in our marketplace because it's just not doing anyone any justice at all. Like people don't need to invest. Like people, Reloom is unbelievably a, a great tool. But before you know it, you could just say, hey, I, I'll, I'll build you a site and you don't know anything about HTML, don't anything about CSS. And you come in and you just use a, a, a library like Reloom, put it all together, boom, 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 off you go, you know? It's just no, there's, there's there's no problem with that. Like, no, there, there isn't. But, the but, thing, but, but the there thing, needs to be is, acknowledged that have, it's that's not the that's not the ten out of ten expertise that. But, that but the thing is, for. with any of these things, it's not a problem until it is. 
So you can go and build a Relum web a website using Relum. And like I've used Relum tons, especially for like um you know prototyping and and, and making uh, wireframes. But I've, I very rarely build a final like production ready website or product with it because there's it's built by someone else and if it's if I don't know what's someone else has built how do you debug it and it's even though it should be of a standard but I've I've come across like animations and stuff that why is this working like this why is it not working like this what and you're trying to figure it out and they've you know some people do animations in slightly different ways or target different elements or a different class and unless you know what's going on in a build when something fucks up how the fuck do you debug it like everything is fine until there's no problem but when there's a problem when there's a bug that's when you need to know yeah, html and, and CSS. I think, but i think what and we're talk, like talking I, about I'm, here I'm is not... but, yeah, but what we're talking about here is giving the client the ability to distinguish between people who will know and people who won't know because at the end of the day everyone has a budget and there should be there, there should be that match between a budget and requirements with the the skill set that you need like you don't need to employ someone who who can build you a house when all you need is a shed and i'm not saying Relium is a shed Relium you can build that house but if you want to build a a hospital you need to bring in different types of experts so they need to consider all sorts of different things so i think the webflow experts or any marketplace it's the same with contra it's the same with that they need to somehow work out a way to distinguish the skill sets in what is seen as this sort of one skill kind of i'm a web flower well what does that mean like i'm you know i'm a runner well usain bolt is a runner but he's vastly different skill set to, to my running ability it's like that's the that's the the problem that they've got to solve and i'm i just think it doesn't get solved by lumping a price or a variety of prices on it i think it, it comes with you know and it comes with everything when i whenever i do a pitch um whenever i'm, I'm talking to someone i initially get an, an impression off the client they get an impression off me i get an impression off a designer that i'm working with on the kind of do i want to work with these people but also do i think they're capable of of working on this kind of project with me and that's un unfortunately you can't shortcut that you can't short that cut, cut that with with numbers and star ratings and you know like you know see this the whole cv thing remember back in the day there was there was this craze about you know i was I'm a five out of 10 on Photoshop, but I'm a seven out of 10 with CSS. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just doesn't, it just, after a while, everyone's doing it. It doesn't, it doesn't allow anyone to make any decisions. Um, but so, there's also, yeah. there's a bit of a disconnect between like, if they're like, I, I, I'm only going to use this term because I, some people use it, but a race to the bottom. Like Webflow set the standard of, of what, we as developers and designers should be selling our, our products for by having one of the most expensive hosting packages out there. They have set that standard themselves. They've also increased the hosting prices. And it was there was many there have been many a YouTube video and blog on how to sell Webflow hosting because it's so bloody expensive relative to other hosting packages. And like if they want it, 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 there's a massive disconnect between what what you're selling, what you're hosting, and then and then a, a cheap price. Like I'm just going by that ninety nine dollar thing. Like if you want to have cheaper pe people sell things for cheaper, then hosting has to be cheaper. Like a, a proper blog hosting has to be cheaper. Like there has to be stuff coming in at like nine dollars a month, not what is it thirty dollars a month minimum for a C CMS based website. Like it's. It doesn't. That doesn't make sense to me. Expensive, high quality hosting that you're encouraging people to sell, but then you're encouraging them to sell a cheap product or cheap end result. Now, just going by that tweet, that's kind of what that is suggesting to me, and that's weird. It's disconnected. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I to be it's kind to of be like that to be fair. I think again, there's there's you you the, the context is lost in that screenshot, but I think. The idea would yeah, be. Like I'm reacting to that screenshot, and I I take on the that there was clarification of it, but still, like it's first time seeing this. 
I'm not seeing this on Friday. I'm I'm, I'm having the reaction. To yeah. Everybody else. <laughs> and it's like if if Webflow hosting is pricey, but then you're trying. What was one of those things was two hundred ninety nine dollars. It's like ten percent hosting is ten percent of that a month. Webflow will be getting more money out throughout the whole year than the developer would have for that product. Like that's fucking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, that's you know they they should have they should at least be a lower limit on on that kind Jeez, of. Imagine uh, if they put it out and it was like nine 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 like minimum <laughs> entry. <laughs> oh man, Webflow wants us, wants the experts to be on like twenty grand projects. We'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the web for the experts, but can't sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> well, no, but so it, we are, we are. Of course, we're fickle. That's you know, but it, it does like this isn't a segue. But it like as you were speaking there about the numbers, it's it's going. Um, pricing parity is obviously a thing with with products, um, and thankfully, it's becoming a bigger thing with products. Is that we all live in different parts of the world with different ability to earn. Now, even with the ability for someone to live in, um, let's say, live in the Philippines, where cost of living is lower, but the the income um, potential for, for local jobs is like super low, like ridiculously low compared to, say, in Ireland. But from a Webflow perspective, the skill set that... Um, you know, Matt who lives in the Philippines is versus Matt who lives in Ireland can be identical. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt from the Philippines can be much, much better than Matt from, from Dublin. So pricing parity at the other end is like going, okay, well, 99, say, say it costs five grand for me. Five grand for me is maybe like, let's say my mortgage, let's say two months mortgage, yeah? I'm living in a nice house with two months. Even even in Dublin, that's that's not too bad. Um, but in the Philippines, that's like that's a year's mortgage. <laughs> so there's there's a trick to be had with the pricing parity there that means that it's not again putting price at the centre of it is is just doing everyone yeah, you, a disservice because it's not be, you can't be doing that if you're charging people. What is it? Is it five hundred four hundred and eighty dollars a year just to use Webflow at the higher end? I know that's no that's but that's on one side. It's like if there was pricing parity on that side as well, then that would kind of null and void that, I think. But the thing is, is it's all about that potential is going, you know, what nine 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 is, let's let's call it five grand, because nine 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 is a bit bit mysterious. Five grand is different to different people in different places, yeah. but it should be up to an individual to make that judgment call. And I know a, we can put a package in there, but the like-for-like packages isn't work. It's not going to work. It's not going to showcase the skill set of the person or the people behind that that package. I just, it's just, but there's so many things wrong with it. it like, obviously, it's kickstarted. This isn't, to be honest, I don't think this is the fundamental thing that's wrong with webflow experts i think what you alluded to before which was you know people can take a few certificates and become a webflow expert or they can staff up and get a client and they become an enterprise that's actually what's wrong with the with the webflow experts and it's probably why leads don't come in because now clients don't even trust it like clients don't don't trust the system to give them quality and that's why they need to revamp it and you know, if we are talking about, yes, we pay Webflow to use the tool. I don't mind that. We pay Webflow to host our sites to allow us to market ourselves. So we pay Webflow. What did we work out a couple of months ago? Like we we were paying like a grand, a bit more oh, maybe a year. Yeah. You know, and that that is dollars, that, dollars. Dollars, dollars a year, Canadian dollars, American dollars, Canadian dollars. American dollars. American dollars. Um we were we were doing that um we're doing that just to get to the start line so they they have to work hard to to give us something back you know because the tool is brilliant and we 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 all love the tool and we're paying them because the tool allows us to do what we do um and we might not be able to do it otherwise but they also if they really want to help us and help themselves and keep us around for the long term is they need to invest in un- really understanding what allows a client to decide um what partner to go with 
and then put in place plat- a platform to allow us to do that. And then it's up to us to fill that in. You know, it's it's up to us to make our own portfolios and make it readable, understandable, animate, you know, show off our skills. But if Webflow want to do it, they need to put in stuff that isn't price related or directly price related and allow us to show off our skills in a way, you know, personally, I think video is a, and maybe I'm biased because although I'm a relatively shy person in the whole grand scheme of things, I probably are. I'm not considered to be an introvert. Um, but I'm, I would be a fan of sticking three videos on my Webflow experts. And those three videos would, would be me talking through projects that I've done or certain challenges that I've done related to Webflow experts in a way that a potential client could sit there and, you know, they've got their two hours in, in their week that they need to kind of look at this stuff. And they can go through these videos and actually get a vibe for who 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 they can shortlist. And and do it that way rather than, you know, me putting a package up and then you putting a package up. At the end of the day, they could be identical packages. There's no like it's not helping the, the end client at the end of the day. Um, the fact that you've worked with Apple and I've worked with Deal, like it, they might not have heard a deal. So then Apple, you, you get the gig, but it doesn't like, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. But anyway, anyway, it really just depends like if. If Webflow want, what are they, 1% of the global market of websites at the moment, which is pretty pretty insane. But the easiest way to get more people hosting websites is sell cheaper websites. <laughs> That's it. Um, so I don't know what their market is, what their target is. Um, but yeah, it's... It, it's uh, yeah, it's just interesting. that the, that all, That's kind of really taken me aback. That was very strange um and it just is i'll go back to my original point and and i could be completely misguided on this with this thought but that to me looks like they're thinking about the lower end of the market and they're thinking about the higher end of the market and they're not thinking about the market the end of the market that i'm in i suppose and that yeah. most of us are residing in um that's and that's very unfortunate um because the chat at the at the webflow conf in london was about community and developers and the designers and how people have how how the community of of webflow users has evo- helped evolve the company and helped sell the company because it's like like I've sold Webflow to my clients. I've had clients come who needed Webflow, but I've also sold Webflow as the correct CMS and the correct tool to clients. And there was a lot of positive chat about that at the conference. And then there was a lot of positive chat, or positive in my opinion, because of the, the direction of the, the marketing language. It completely flipped from designer-focused to developer-focused. And that, that, in my opinion, was was a right a step in the right direction. But to be fair, what are we five months since the Webflow Conf, and we've seen we've had a kerfuffle about enterprise getting better shit to do development with. What is the staging and type stuff or the versioning? Branching. Yep. branching and versioning that's gone to the, to to enterprise only, um, and now the lower end. This looks like they're looking at stuff to bring in. Um, bring in uh, people who would purchase web fl- websites at the lower end. It, that's that's a bit shit, in my opinion. Yeah, because, I, I think. And, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If I missed something that has been like really focused on, you know, the mid-range, high-quality design. Like, you know, there's more agencies and and freelancers and contractors around our level, um, financial level. Then there are an enterprise. And I don't know of anything that's come in that's been really that well, the, yeah. we've all gone, wow, that's class. I think I think that's interesting. So I'll, I'll preface what I'm going to say with Emily is obviously, Emily heads up the community aspect of Webflow. Um, and she has reached out. She reached out to me in the DMs. I won't, like, I won't reveal, it wasn't anything sensitive, but I won't say what she, what she told me because, you know, she, she kind of gave me a little bit more context in, 
why the test was run and how it how it ran um but I, i'm not i don't think i'm at liberty to say what, what exactly what she said there but i think she's reached out to other people in the community what i think that's really great and i think the community aspect of it is thriving and in fact is driving as you said at the webflow conf there was there is an acknowledgement that community does a lot of work because we're their users we're their super users and we shout from the rooftops about webflow all day long you know even when some people come in and and shit on the the shit bits of webflow we we somehow find a way to defend it in a in an elegant way you know and not even defend it people have figured out workarounds of any of the limitations like there's been products out there to to enhance webflow Instead of saying, oh, this is limited in this way, let's solve it. Yeah. <laughs> let's figure out how we can use but, it, you know? But, but I think what, what I'm getting at here or where I'm leading to is that the community aspect and also the the level of um, acknowledgement from the internals of Webflow about community is, I think it's pretty strong. What What jumped out at me this last couple of days with that post is that, yes, we are in this Twitter bubble and there's there's life outside Twitter, um but not there was there were quite a few who's who of twitter you know well respected people who've spoken at the conference um people who like very well ingrained in the community of webflow um didn't no one mentioned that webflow had spoken to them about this no one no one mentioned that webflow had reached out and gone hey should we um should we jump on a call with with aline and speak to him about how he would like to improve webflow experts or what has he got out of it? What what about if we put this? What what do they think? You know, beta testing through A B testing live is obviously is a is a one method of doing it. But when you've got such a passionate, tight, giving community, you would think that the community team at Webflow and the the product marketing team at Webflow would would kind of share resources a little bit and go, Hey, should we get a little focus group on this? And should we go and reach out to you know, um, head of a few studios in London and a few few agencies in New York and da 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 da. You know, and do this in a way which allowed real feedback to come real firsthand, rather than risk something like this happening and it just going out and them experimenting with you know, oh, someone clicked on this five times, therefore it's it works. Someone didn't click on this one, so it doesn't work. You know, and I think that's what's what's really a little bit shocking because it suggests that maybe their research their product research elements a little bit out of touch with actually how we use the tool you know i've I've been well, on it i've been at enterprise level like, where they've done that they i've been on a call with enterprise from an because i was at an enterprise level agency we yeah. had access to product teams and they gave it they quizzed us and gave allowed us to give feedback and anyone who knows anyone anyone who's in in this world knows that we love giving feedback it's like as you said, like we give feedback, we build tools that get around the the limitations. Like that, that's the developer world is all about making stuff. We 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 want to make stuff and and do it. We're not we're not we don't sit in our office and just complain all day about the stuff that doesn't doesn't happen. We we try and do stuff that makes it happen. And it's just maybe they need to take a learning and go, guys, just reach out a little bit more proactively to the people who were at the Webflow conference and ask them like. What would you like? Get them in rooms, get them in little groups of two, three, four, five people and actually critique this stuff in a way which maybe it'll take a bit longer, but maybe in three or four months time, the product that comes out from them will be 80% agreed on before it even gets out there because they've already spoken to the people who are going to use it, you know? Yeah, like, and there's just on that, there's two things I'm going to say, like beta testing something like that. Like we all fucking know that putting up three prices and having pricing packages are going to work. We all know that. Like Fiverr, Upwork, they all use it. Why the fuck do they need to test that? If if it's not, there's there's a different motive for doing that. It's not an A-B test. We all know that shit works because we all use it. Like it's a very simple playbook. But even there, the fact that you, as a part of an enterprise agency, was involved in some product development chat but you as one of the most like evangelical webflow people on the planet post enterprise agency life 
has found out about this stuff secondhand and has not been brought into discussions. That, again, is showing me that there's the richer getting richer, there's a squeezed middle, and they're targeting a lower end of the market. And it that's just my hunch, and that sucks. That, you know, Matt Evans with a ag- Webflow agency is different to Matt Evans out on his own. That fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not right. Um, it, it like okay that's, that's what yeah. my read on that like you it know does, it does suck it, you're right it does suck because you know um there are a lot more of me than there are of enterprise agencies there are a lot more who, yeah. who do what i do and and feed back into the ecosystem like i do and we are you know we are sometimes critical but we do it I believe a lot of us do it. Most of us do it out, out of the goodness of our heart because we want to help improve the tool that we use that helps us, you know? Um, but you're right. It's, it's, it's a bit baffling. It's a bit baffling how that, and, and for something like this to come out, it just, it just, it's a bit of a warning sign that like, where are the checks and balances for something like this to even enter the real world? Like I, yeah, as you said, there's AB tests, there's, you know, stick it out there, build in public, all that kind of stuff that is all all well and good. But this is this has been quite offensive and kind of got people going, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's even signing off on this stuff, you know? Um and I know, you know, behind the scenes I'm sure there are lots of chat and and hopefully Webflow are, are kind of taking this feedback on board. But it would be, I think, really good if they could come out with a bit more of a statement of intent by, as you said, going out and speaking to people. Well, this was never a part of the Webflow conference. They never mentioned this at the Webflow conference. <laughs> no, no, that's It's fucking mental. They never mentioned this at the Webflow conference. It sneaks out accidentally that they're beta testing it. But DevLink is still in production. That um, slots hasn't happened. The AI tool hasn't happened. Like, what the... F- uh, getting a bit animated here. (laughs) There's still like, you know, there's still like legacy stuff inside and custom attributes that you can't use certain, um, you know, attribute tags, like, because it's, because it's baked into the original product that you can't use them. It's like, it's so just weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's annoyed me. It's a great way to start Monday. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, it's there's. Oh, I feel, Ali, and I feel sorry for you. You, you switched off Twitter purposely. You because away from the shit. Ali left me a a voice note on WhatsApp saying, "Hey, just to let you know, I've I've kind of I've taken Twitter off my phone. I've purposely. I just want to disengage from all that stuff over the weekend. You know, like family time. You know, I've had a hard week at work. Da 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 da. And then I reel him in on Monday, and I go, "Hey, come on." Come on, come back. <laughs> Elon Musk will love me. I'm just going to go on there and just rage tweet for the next four hours. <laughs> and everybody be like, that's so last Friday. <laughs> and all all everyone know now is going, um, Aline is the man who laughs, smiles and cries while he's angry. Like, <laughs> I think, that, I think that, that's... Like <laughs> Anyway, I think um, that's an hour of uh, hour of I think kerfuffling. I think, of kerfuffling. I think it's positive. I think positive. I think it's some positive notes there. Webflow, if you're listening, just just get out and talk to people. Don't bother A/B testing stuff anymore. Just just A/B test with real people. Um, and if if you're a webflower, I think yeah, this this like. Let's not overreact to this. Let's make sure that our voice is heard. And if you've got some feedback, give it in a constructive manner. And hopefully Webflow, well, Webflow do listen. So hopefully they'll listen. Yeah, but and they'll also take even like maybe don't overreact, but don't don't be silent either. Like don't, don't let this, because, you know, I'm just thinking back. This is, this is not the first thing that I have experienced in the last five months that I've felt that they're not taking us seriously and they're not they're not thinking about the majority of us. So that uh, again, it sucks. It fucking sucks. <laughs> Unfortunately. So anyway, I'll we'll sign leave, off on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it uh, we'll leave it at that. Um so yeah, 
until next week. We won't be doing another kerfuffle this week unless something else comes out. I mm-hmm. can't handle another kerfuffle. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we... <laughs> okay, on that note, bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Good luck. Bye-bye.